this podcast from Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. I'll tell you what, our tech team have done an outstanding job this morning, largely because some Muppet took the iPad home and decided it would be a good idea to update it. That turned out to be a really bad idea. So uh, they've recovered well. They've recovered well. Great, well, good morning. It's good to see you. Um, can, I think the lights could go out one more, please. If Rupert, you're, you're nearby. Stick the next button up, please. That would be great. Thank you very much. One other thing to mention to you this week on Thursday evening, uh, we're doing an evening along with Derby City Council and uh, Home for Good, a national Christian charity that's encouraging adoption and fostering in the church community. And uh, we're putting on an information evening at uh, Bridge House on Pride Park. That's the Riverside Centre on Thursday evening at half past seven. If you'd like to find out anything more about fostering, you think actually that might be something that would interest you perhaps at some point, uh, then this is an ideal evening to come along to and find out a little bit more. I, I know some of you are interested already, others of you are uh, way down the line and just recently got approved, which is, which is wonderful. And um, we're doing this evening just to serve the city and work with the council uh, and uh, just put on this information evening. So please pray for us for Thursday night. But also, if you'd like to come along, if it's something that you'd like to find a little bit more out about, uh, then Thursday night, Bridge House, next to the Riverside Centre at half past seven. You'd be very, very welcome. Students and twenties, we're going out for lunch after church. Uh, going to the standing order. And if any of you would like to join us, it's uh, a pretty good value uh, lunch and uh, you'll be very welcome to join us. So we'll be hanging about in the uh, foyer area after the meeting. Uh, if you want to come and have some lunch with us, then you're very, very welcome to do that. You can uh, do that today. Okay, so over the last few weeks, we've been looking at our new vision statements, which has magically come up behind me, which is uh, we want Jubilee to be a vibrant community shaped by the Spirit, equipped by the Word, and sent to the nations. And uh, I thought that I would be able to preach into this on one message and give a good summary and overview of it. And uh, I, I planned a message out to do that. I thought that's one Sunday. We can do that uh, fairly quickly. Well, this is week three and uh, we're just about to start the second line. So I suspect, uh, unless I talk at double the normal speed, uh, I would imagine that we'll, uh, we'll take this week and next week to finish it. But actually, it's not a bad thing, because I think this is underpinning what we're going for in this season. It's what God is speaking to us about, and it's underlining what's important to us as a church. And uh, if you've missed the messages, then they're on the website. You can download them, and uh, I'd encourage you to listen to them if, you're, if you miss them, if you're able to. We want you to believe to be a vibrant community. Somebody said, or I think Matt was saying a little bit earlier, it's not just about Sundays. Sundays are great. I love Sunday meetings, love worshipping together, hearing God's word preached. But Jubilee is not just about Sunday. 
And it's not just about a meeting. We want Jubilee to be a vibrant community that is shaped by the Spirit, where God is at work, where the Holy Spirit shapes what we're doing, not just our meetings, but the whole direction of who we are together. Sometimes we can think, oh, it's just about the Holy Spirit directing a time of worship. Well, yes, he does that. And that happened even this morning. But it's more than that. It's about him directing the direction that we're going as a church. It's about him shaping us in who he wants us to be. It's about allowing God to be at work in our lives personally and the life of us as a church to shape us to be the people that he wants us to be. Because he's the one leading us. Whose church is it? It's his. It's, isn't it? It's Jesus' church. And his spirit is at work in us, shaping us. But we're going to move on this morning to talk about being equipped. And equipped by the word. So let me pray and we'll see how far we get on this this morning. I'm hoping I can talk about being equipped by the word. And then next week we'll finish off uh, this short series about being sent. And sent to the nations. Uh, So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for your goodness to us. We thank you for your presence. And we thank you that you've been speaking to us over these weeks. You've been confirming what you're saying to us. You've been speaking to us about who you want us to be as a church family together. And so this morning as we spend these moments together, we pray, would you be speaking to us? Would you teach us from your word? Would you open our hearts to hear what you have for us now? We ask it please in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Okay, so we want Jubilee then to be a vibrant community, shaped by the Spirit, equipped. Equipped by the words. And so as well as being shaped by the Holy Spirit, as well as allowing Him to lead us and direct us, we want to be equipped. And that's got a sort of teaching feel to it, hasn't it? Now, I'm not ashamed to say that I believe in the importance of preaching God's words. Amen. I'm glad you said that. Because it's important to us. We need to learn and we need to be taught. And I want to encourage you this morning, dear friends, to be hungry to learn. Be hungry to learn from God's words. Be hungry not just for his presence. But be hungry for him to teach you. Be hungry for him to speak into your life and to equip you. And some people today think actually there isn't a place of preaching God's word anymore. Well, I would disagree fundamentally. I think there is. There is a place of preaching this book. It is God's word to us. It is living. It is active. It is God's word to us to us. And so we want to be equipped. We do, don't we? We want to learn. We want to be equipped and trained. Oh, it's finished. Um, But what are we going to be equipped by? Is it the latest Christian paperback? Or is it the latest blog that you might have come across on the internet? You know what? They might be good. I love reading. And I've always got a stack of books on the go that I'm reading through and there's, there's the pile that just gets higher, those, those ones that I want to read. And I love reading. I, I love learning from other people. I love reading about what God has done in other people's lives. I found that so helpful over the years to, to read biographies of other people. What God has done in, in their lives. 
my kids are starting to get into to biographies of people that God has used. And it's wonderful to see. It, it equips them. It's good for them. It's good for me. But it's not this book. You know, I, I love reading from uh, what other pastors have written. I, I love reading what commentators have written about God's word. I love learning from people who are ahead of me. And I think, I can learn something from you. And I can look at somebody else's church maybe and think, oh, there's some things that I can learn from that. And that's good and I want to do that. But it's not this book. So all those things are good. You know, I, I, I love reading uh, certain, certain blogs by Christian leaders. I think, hey, I can learn something here. Here's somebody who's ahead of me and has been through some stuff that I haven't and has led their church further on. I think, I can learn some things there. But listen, it's not this book. So what are we equipped by? Is it the latest paperback or website that you might have found? You know what? Ultimately, we need to be equipped by the words of God. God's word is living and active. Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4, verse 12. So we need to be teaching this book. And we're committed to being a word and spirit church. That's why both of these words are in this vision statement. It's quite intentional. We're committed to being a word and spirit church. I can think of lots of churches, even locally, even this city, that are great word churches. They're led by people who love God's word, who love preaching it. And that's a big thing for them. They might have great Bible teaching, fantastic preaching, certainly better than me. But actually, no life in the Spirit. I think, oh, I'm missing out. They're so missing out. I can think of other churches I know that we might <clears throat> describe, if we had to label them, we'd call them a great spirit church. You know, you'd go to their meetings, and their meetings would be full of life in the Holy Spirit. Worship would be dynamic and exciting, and there would be great prophetic contributions, and um, well, well, they, they, then they're out of time. So, you know, no, no time to get into God's Word. Rarely is the Bible opened and perhaps taught from in a way that we would so value and honour. Now listen, we will have some meetings like that. We have had some meetings like that. Where just God has broken in, and we actually haven't got to the preach. You know what? That's okay. I'm fine with that. Because we're allowing God to lead us, and him to, to shape what we're doing. But I wouldn't want that every week. And there may be other times where we think, you know what, there's something we need to teach into this morning and we're going to give a longer time than usual to opening up the Bible and looking it together because that's what we feel God is speaking to us about. And that's fine as well. Being committed to word and spirit doesn't mean that I've got a stopwatch out and I'm going, you know what, we need to cut this now because we've got, we need to have equal billing. Of, uh, of, you know, of word and spirit. So we've got 45 minutes worship, um, some news and notices, then we've got 45 minutes preach. That doesn't, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that we want Jubilee to be both word and spirit. And God to be at work 
in our midst. You see, it's not either or. You don't have to choose. It's not one or the other. It can be both and. And that's what he wants you to believe to be. Let me tell you, if you didn't realise this already, in this day and age, I think you can generally find a website which will justify almost anything you like. Whatever your theological persuasion might be, whatever your whatever statement might be that you would want to try and prove, however heretical it could be, probably you'll find a website that would try and justify it for you. So that's not a good foundation to build your life on. We need to understand clearly what the Bible teaches about different things. Most of the time here, we will systematically preach through books of the Bible. And we have different seasons of doing different things. So at the moment, we're in this, a few weeks of looking at this vision statement together. We've had other series of uh, <clears throat> looking at what can get in the way of God moving. And we've had other series encouraging uh, us to press into what God is doing. But generally speaking, we have found the best thing to do is to preach through systematically books of the Bible. And we've done that over our history, and we will keep doing that. So we've just finished a series in Colossians. That's been great. I've I've loved doing that. We're planning another series, which will start in the autumn now, through 1 Corinthians. Over the summer, we'll look at some psalms together, in a summer psalms series. We like preaching through this book. Why is that? Let me give you a couple of reasons. First reason is this. It means you know what's coming up next. And they know what, that's not a bad thing. Because if you've got no structure and you're thinking, well, I'll just see how I feel about what I might preach on next week. You know what will happen? People just default to their favourite passages. And naturally, you tend to avoid difficult passages. You think, oh, I don't need to go there. I can just preach on something that I particularly like. But actually, when you preach through a book of the Bible, the next verse is the next verse. And you can't avoid it. And you know what? That's good for us. Because it means we hit issues that otherwise we would tend to avoid. So it's good for us because it helps us address things that the Bible talks about that if we weren't doing it like that, we might be tempted to skip. So that's good for us. But it's also good for our biblical literacy. It means that we're learning what the Bible has to say about things. We work our way through books like we've just done with Colossians or we'll be doing after the summer in 1 Corinthians. That's good for us. So that's why we do it. We feel it's it's healthy. It's not that we only do that, but I think the bulk of our teaching should generally be like that. We need to allow God to equip us from his words. So let me ask you a question this morning. Are you reading this book? Are you allowing God to speak to you through it? Just in the last couple of weeks, I have done what I think is probably one of the most terrifying things that I have done recently in Christian ministry. Uh, A few weeks ago, uh, the deputy head at the school where I'm a governor uh, came to me and said, um, this half term in RE, we're looking at Christianity. Could you come in and do a school assembly for us? So I said, 
yes, because I felt that was the right answer. I felt that's what she wanted me to say and would probably be the right thing to do. And I came away and went, ah! Quite loudly inside, if not on the outside. And so last week I I found myself uh, doing an assembly for 90 year one children. And uh, we did a, uh, we talked about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And then we got them to act it out in, in a modern day way. And uh, that, that was fun. And then after that, I went into each of the reception classes and uh, spent 20 or 30 minutes with each of these uh, three reception classes talking about what I did as a job and what that meant. And uh, they were going through uh, having different people in talking about uh, their working life. And uh, that's, that's what I did for one morning. I had 90 children in a year one assembly and then went into each reception class. And they'd asked me, can you bring something with you that's important in your job? Can you bring something with you that you use? So what did I take? I took my Bible. I took my Bible. I said, the most important thing in my job that I can bring in and show you is this. Listen, they had some great questions. Both the year one children. I discovered that actually it wasn't just an assembly. It was an assembly and then it was a and a time. With questions that they had prepared. With some help from their teachers. I'll tell you what, they asked some great questions. Some really, really good questions. But time and again I was able to say, well do you know what? This is what the Bible says about that. Because I don't need to know what I think. I need to know, what does the Bible say? What do Christians believe? What does the Bible say about these particular things that we were talking about? And so I took this with me and, and, and talked about how in my job, actually this is probably the most important thing that I have. I wonder in your life, what's the most important thing that you have? Now, I, I, you can, I know you sometimes get asked these questions, don't you? You know, if you, were, if you had to flee a burning house, what's the, what's, what's the one or two things that you would grab quickly um, in order to save? And, uh, um, you know, probably some family photos and other things that were, were precious to you. Uh, these days, fortunately, you know, you can maybe grab your electronic device and you've got your Bible on that. But, listen, is this book important to you? Does it guide you and instruct you as a Christian? So I've explained to these kids, you know what? This book is important to us as Christians. We believe it's God's word to us. It teaches us how to live. It shows us that he loves us. And it introduces us to having a relationship with him. I wonder, is it as important to us as I was trying to communicate to these youngsters at school the other week? It's great. I was in school again this week, picking up Reuben from a club after school, and I was called in by one of the staff. They, they, their children in their class had drawn pictures of the different people that had that had come in to them, and then had a fireman in. I think it's the staff like that one. Uh, I'm not sure who that was for, really. But they had a fireman in, <laughs> and then had some other people in and talk about their their jobs and, and different stuff. And some of the kids drawing a picture of me. Which is great. So clearly there's been some sort of impact there. But I don't want them to not remember me. I want them to remember that God loves them. And that the Bible will introduce them and tell them about a relationship that they can have with a living God. How exciting is that? 
That's good, isn't it? So, we want to be equipped by the Word. But, do you notice, some of you who were here last week and the week before, spotted that this slide had changed. Because Word suddenly had a capital W. Because we don't just want to be equipped by the written Word of God, but rather by the living Word of God in the person of Jesus Christ himself. And that's why there's a capital W at the beginning of that word. John chapter 1, verse 1 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So it's not talking about the book, it's talking about the person of Jesus Christ. John 1, verse 1. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He is the one who leads us to the Father. He is the one who sends his Spirit. He is the one actually, who equips us as we get to know him. And as we read this book, it's him that we get to know. As you read his words, the written words, you get to know its author, the words. So it's not that you just get some knowledge, but rather you're introduced to the one who wrote it. I guess it's a bit like God the Father is putting on one of those meet the author sessions. You ever see that in bookstores? You know, you walk past uh, Waterstones or somewhere, there might be a poster up that says, come and meet the author. Now, I remember going to one of these once. Uh, in, in London, there was a particular book that I'd spotted that I thought my mum would like. And there was a come and meet the author session. And you could get the book signed. And uh, I remember queuing up and going to this and, uh, and getting a book signed for my mum. And um, it was one of those meet the author sessions. I wonder, it feels a bit like God the Father's putting on a come meet the author session. Come and meet the author of this book. Come and meet the author and perfecter of your faith. This signing session that I went to, it was queuing out the door. I'm trying to remember rapidly who it was that um, that I went to see. And I can't remember it some years ago, unfortunately. But there were lots of people there really excited to meet this person and to get them to get her to sign their book. But you know what? This morning, we get to meet the author. And not just this morning, not just on a Sunday... Not just in a meeting context, but any time. You get to meet the author. How good is that? So much better than the queue out the door of this bookstore that I was at all those years ago, getting the book signed for my mum. Actually, at any point, you can incline your heart to heaven. Talk to your father in heaven. And meet the author. And friends, as we do that, he equips us by his word. And the word equips us. This word equips us. 
and the living word, the relationship with Jesus Christ equips you for life and for ministry. Everything you need, actually, to follow him, he'll equip you with. You really will. So yeah, other books are great. Other resources will bless you if you're wise about what they are. (laughs) But there's nothing that's going to replace this book. And nothing that will replace your relationship with the living words. Amen? Next week, we will finish it off and talk about being sent. Just to give you a clue, I know it says, it talks about being sent to the nations, and we're going to talk about nations next week. But actually, God sends us into all of the world. And that's important locally as much as it is important internationally. And so we'll start to touch some of those things next Sunday. Why don't we stand together and uh, I'm going to pray as we close. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for your goodness. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for encounter with you, Lord, as we worship. We encounter the living God. We thank you that you've been shaping us by your spirit, even this morning. And thank you, too, that you've been equipping us by your words. And, Lord, we want to thank you this morning. Thank you, God, for the relationship that we have with the living words in the person of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, Lord, we're, we're so grateful. We're thrilled that we might be called into relationship with you. And we thank you that as we read your written word, God, it's not just gaining knowledge and information, but Lord, it leads us to you. It reveals your heart towards us. It reveals your plans and purposes uh, in your world. And it leads us to relationship with you. So we thank you for this book. Lord, thank you this morning for those who have given their lives that we might have this book in our hands. Thank you, Lord, that we live in a country where we can just go into any bookstore uh, and grab a copy. We could just download a version onto our phone. Lord, thank you for the access that we have in our language to this book. Thank you for those who, over years past, have sacrificed so much to make that happen. And Lord, this morning we want to pray, God, for those who don't have access to this word in their language. Father, thank you for those who are giving themselves to translating scripture into new languages. Father, we pray for them. Lord, we pray for brothers and sisters in in countries where having this book is an illegal act. Father, we pray for them this morning. Thank you for their heart wanting to get hold of it and read it and study and learn and encounter you. And we pray for your protection upon them. And God, we thank you for the relationship that we have with the living word, Jesus Christ. And we thank you that this morning you've been speaking to us, equipping us, and shaping us for all you have for us. And so we pray, God, go with us this week. Thank you for the stories we heard from 
being out on the streets yesterday, Lord, would they not not be stories from a monthly occasion, but, Father, would stories like that pepper our everyday lives in order that we might see your kingdom advance. God, here in Derby, Lord, in Burton, in in other places that we're beginning to touch and serve, we say, God, be upon us. Help us as we seek to live for you this week. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.